Welcome to the Law Be With You podcast show. We've got Omar on again, who is our collaborator on the show, a resident guru, a font of knowledge and of cosmic wizardry in comic <laughs> books and in law. That is your official title, Omar, by the way. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, this is just a, this is a quick sort of episode, but I know I know most of our episodes are longer episodes, and there are some some longer episodes coming on. So we've got an X Men episode coming up, um, and we've also got a Star Wars episode coming up as well. Um, and if you are enjoying the show, uh, please make sure that you follow us on YouTube as well as Christian Fandom Geek. Uh, sub the show, like and comment. Also, if you're listening on podcast player on on iTunes or or there's so many other podcast players, uh, there's Podcast Republic, there's Google Podcasts. Make sure that you download the show. Make sure that you leave a comment as well. Um, we really appreciate you on the show, uh, and thank you for listening to the Law Be With You podcast show. Now, quick episode here. We're talking about uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, Omar, obviously these are two. They're not the main, main characters, but they are big characters within Marvel and the, yeah. the Marvel Universe, the comic books and the cinematic universe. And obviously, especially following from, the, from Captain America's sort of legacy. Yeah. And what did you make of this new Disney Plus TV show? Uh, was it faithful to the comic books? Was it what you expected? Were you impressed with it? Oh, yes, I was definitely very impressed with it. I think it was a really, really great show. Um, yeah. I've always found that the Captain America films had a very different feel to the rest of the other MCU films. Yeah. Um, uh, especially everything since The Winter Soldier, the second film. Um, there's mm -hmm. a lot more intrigue and a lot more action. Um, and I think the Falcon and the Winter Soldier TV show kind of played into that. Um in regards to the kind of show itself, I really liked that it leaned into the legacy of what it means to be Captain America. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's something that's been shown in the films, but I think in the, in general, I think people know on a surface level. Um, and I think this really, really kind of ground down to what it means beyond just uh, Steve Rogers. Um, and yeah. Really, and I think, I think that was really interesting and it really did play into a lot of... It was a, quite a lot of a social commentary on where America is. Um, Captain America in itself as a character has always been a reflection of that. Of mm. The Captain America himself, um, as, as in Steve Rogers, has always been seen as the American ideal. But mm -hmm. he's, but there's been a lot of stories where he buck against what, the, what America is. So, you know, yeah. there has been times when... He, he has no longer been Captain America. He has been, well, most famously, uh, a character called Nomad, where he was the captain with no, uh, no country. Oh, wow. Tell yeah. us a bit more about that. Well, that, that really does play into the TV show. Um, that's where um, John Walker was introduced in the original comics. Yeah. Uh, where basically Steve Rogers was disillusioned with the American government and he gave up being Captain America um, and became Nomad. And then the US government decided to replace him with John Walker. Um, wow. He was a lot more of a violent uh, character. Um, but yeah. he, he he was created as almost like a kind of a counterpoint to Steve Rogers, just yeah. to show kind of the concept of what Captain America really stands for. It's almost a bit like in the early 90s, um, Batman 
got his back broken by Bane. Famously. Oh, don't go there! Don't go me back for the <laughs> But 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 eventually, he was not replaced by Dick Grayson, Robin. He was he was replaced by Jean Paul Valley as the as Batman, who was an ultra violent uh, character. But he was only created to be a counterpoint to Batman to show what Batman actually is. Kind of take taking it to the other extreme to show, yeah, that's not what that's not what Batman is, and. Same thing with John Walker's Captain America. He's that character too, where he takes it to a different place and it is not kind of the sole ethos of what that character is, just to show really what that legacy is. Yeah, okay, that's really that's really clever. So it's kind of this kind of juxtaposed sort of situation where you've got this parallel of the, you know, the, the, the faithful, very sort of true version of essence of what the character should be. Yeah. I.e., you know, you're talking about Steve Rogers for Captain America. And then, you know, sort of John Walker is the sort of the, the reflection, but showing what it's like when someone's in the role who's not got the right heart, right mindset, yes. right spirit behind him or her, whoever's in that role. You see that sort of, ah, oh, okay, that's yeah. not Captain America. And this, this John Walker character, he may look like him a little bit. He may have the stance. He may have the shield. He may, he might, he might look the part uh, yeah. ostensibly, but actually, if the, if he's not living up to those ideals, if he's not uh, walking the right path, if he's not having a righteous sort of heart, then yeah. it's going to go completely wrong. And we're saying, ah, looks like looks like Captain America, but not Captain America. Yeah, that's right, and that's why it's interesting that it's both Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of spearheading this and kind of showing Captain America's legacy because in the comics, both of them have been Captain America at, a, at different times. Yeah, I did know about that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So, yeah, so they've, so it's interesting. There's obviously, once again, it brings in diversity into the Marvel. And Marvel obviously is very good with diversity, isn't it? As, yes. a, as, a, as a comic book, as a, as a cinematic universe. They're, they're up, they are, they're, and, and in fact, I would say, Marvel is how you should do diversity. I mean, yeah, there's some, yeah. there's some, there's some things. I mean, Brie Larson got a lot of criticism for her role in Captain Marvel. Yeah, um, I think a lot of that was brought on by Brie's own how she interacts with the fans, shall we say? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, even that. I mean, Captain Marvel is that's not the original Captain Marvel either. Yeah, I mean, even in the, I mean. Well, it's a very long story, but I mean, the original Captain Marvel is Shazam. In Brilliant. Okay. Now, so kind of bringing it back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, obviously, now we've, we've just had the last episode of it. You've seen it. I haven't seen that episode yes. yet. What did you think of? We're not going to spoil it. So if, no. if you're listening, guys at home, don't worry. We're not going to spoil it if you're not seeing that episode yet. But just general impressions. What did you think of that episode? I thought it was a really good episode. I think there were some things that I don't think kind of worked out uh, the way that they thought it would. But I think it really did bring to the fore a lot of the themes that's gone from the start of this series to the end. Um, yeah. You can definitely see that the creators had something that they wanted to say about Captain America, about um, kind of the American culture in itself. 
and they kind of followed that through to the end of the show and kind of brought that to a conclusion. Um, I do think the villains in themselves probably weren't the most interesting. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think I would agree with you there. I think, I think, I mean, Carly's the main villain, isn't she? Yeah. Um, and obviously they, they, they've gone with the whole sort of superpower trope, which is a mate, which is good because it fits. It's very coherent to Captain America. Yeah. The whole sort of, I guess this is, sort of, this is a Captain America show. Yeah. Um, and so, they're all, you know, the, the main villains being super soldiers that have had the serum. That works. It's coherent. It, yeah. It's playing safe. I think it's playing very safe, maybe almost too safe in a way. Yeah. Um, but I would probably say it kind of works. But yeah, I think Carly is a villain. I, I, she's, she's interesting, but she's not dominant. She's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, it's one of those ones. It's like my favorite villains are the ones where if you actually kind of sat down with them, they've kind of got a point. And she was a bit <laughs> like that. Like my, my favorite villain will always be Magneto because to be honest, he, he really does have a good point kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah. But obviously he goes with, uh, goes with it in like, you know, well, let in me a ask very you bad way. Let me ask you the question then, because obviously, and we will, we will talk about this more on, a, on an episode we've got coming up right after this one, actually. But there isn't, there isn't an idea or concept of an anti-hero. And so com some comic book fans... Some, well, actually, to be fair, comic fan, book fans will know what an anti-hero is, but yeah. those who watch the films casually, you know, enjoy Marvel and DC, but are not really, ex you know, going exhaustively into the lore, yeah. they, might not, they might not know what an anti-hero is. So just give us an idea, because obviously some villains are out-and-out out villains, and yeah. some not. Some are more of an anti-hero. So what, what is the, briefly, what is the difference? Well, there's two very famous ones that have been in, in, in movies that are anti-heroes that kind of do take that and um, Deadpool yeah. um, and uh, Venom um, yeah. it's okay. where they are heroes they they have kind of almost uh, good intentions but they the way that they go about it is not particularly the kind of the hero's way yeah. um, and, and that's kind of how you, I would say anti-heroes are where that you know um another one is punisher punisher is he is no hero by any means he is an anti-hero mm. he's someone who will kill he will there there isn't much that he won't do to actually um you know kind of achieve his goals mm. um so so yeah and i mean one that's quite interesting and the i think they set him up but i think they kind of missed the mark was baron zemo because he, okay, yeah. Because I mean, he was an infinitely more interesting villain to have in the show. Yeah, um, than Carly. He, yeah, than Carly. Um, yeah. You know, because he does kind of tell to a few different lines. I mean, he is, but he's kind of not not an antihero because he is definitely on the villain side. Mm. But I mean, in the comic books in the nineties, he, well, this is this is going into the law, but there was actually a super team called the Thunderbolts. Okay. Um, where he was the leader. Uh, basically, there was a storyline called the Onslaught Saga, where basically all the Avengers, uh, the Fantastic Four, Captain America, Iron Man, all of them, they all disappeared and was taken to another dimension. Where the, So basically, our Earth didn't have any of the Avengers anymore. Mm -hmm. So Baron Zemo decided to re kind of, kind of rebrand himself and some villains as superheroes. 
so that they got all the adulation and they were doing superhero stuff, but in the background were doing villainous stuff. <laughs> it's, they were, it was really cool. They were I mean, playing for one, both sides. <laughs> yeah, he was playing both sides basically, and he he, he went under the name Citizen V. So in the first comic book, it was one of the kind of biggest turns in like in the nineties in comic books history. Where when you say when you say turn, are we thinking of like wrestling like a heel turn? <laughs> yes, it was because when they introduced the Thunderbolts, they introduced them as char- as as new characters as a new superhero team to replace the Avengers. Mm. But it was only until the last page of the first issue that you actually realise that it's Baron Zemo and it's like all these villains, the masses of evil, were actually masquerading as heroes oh my god! it was like one of the biggest turns because you thought these were like new heroes and they really weren't that's a clever storyline yeah wow so uh, i mean i'm hoping i mean we've we 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 see zemo is still around so we never know could we could get a uh 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 thunderbolts kind of reference or somewhere actually He's got very famous because of that dance scene. <laughs> yes, yes. He's been, he's been memed to the living daylights and back. You are, uh, um, Marvel actually released on YouTube a 10-hour like bloop of Baron Zemo dancing, <laughs> which I think is just brilliant. <laughs> there you go, folks. At home, uh, fans of the Lobby With You podcast show, if you want to get your groove on at home <laughs> and uh, you know Baron Zemo edition, you can you can really get get your boogie onto that one, so that would be fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to throw some shapes or do the uh, do some <laughs> of them Fortnite sort of maneuvers on there, but uh, <laughs> but there you go. If you fancy that one, I'm sure you'll find that on YouTube as well. Yeah. Um, we'll have to I'll have to find a link for that and put it on the uh, on the yeah, Christian. I think, on, I think it's on the Mar- I think it's on the Marvel channel. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Okay, so we've come to the end of this episode. Um, and we will be back with Omar very, very soon on the Law Be With You podcast show.